have been with us for the last four weeks. Today is our special all-in offering. Let's give a, I hope that you're excited about the offering. We've been talking about it for four weeks. Can we give a, a, a big round of applause for what God is going to do in our church and in your lives. Come on now, come on now, come on now. Amen. Um, just as a side note, we, we started a ministry uh, called Kingdom Builders of people who have the gift of giving. Uh, people who have the gift of giving usually have the gift of getting because God can trust them. And if you would like information on that, you can text KB to 52525. Uh, we collected, we're up to 614000 on our $3 million goal. Can I give amen? Come on now, come on now. We're going to be doing that. We're going to be doing that at the end of the service uh, uh, today, uh, taking our offering that we've been talking about for four weeks. Um, but before I start, I want to uh, tell you a story. Let me, let me make sure I got my notes right here. Um, next year, we are going to read through the Bible. And I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. Amen. Amen. And what we're going to do is we're going to have all the sermons associated with the reading and all the uh, our group uh, content, and, and we're going to start D groups. We'll talk about that at another time. But one of the things we're going to do is we're going to memorize the books of the Bible and memorize a verse every week. And obviously we'll start it here, but then you got to work it throughout the week. And then we're going to speak those verses over people. And so I want to do that today just as a, as a test. I know you can do it as a test. Everyone say Genesis. Genesis. Say Exodus. Say Leviticus, say Numbers, say Deuteronomy. Everyone say Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Very good. Say, say it without me saying it. Very good. It got softer as we go, but that's fine. That's fine. We're also going to know what, that, what they mean. Genesis is the book of beginning. Genesis is the book of what? Genesis is the book of what? Genesis actually means origin or beginning. So it's the beginning of this. It's the beginning of the earth. It's the beginning of man. It's the beginning of marriage. It's the beginning of sin. It's the beginning of the judgment of sin. It's the beginning of Israel. It's the beginning of everything. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. As you say hello to someone next to you, I believe that God is going to begin something in our church today as we do this offering. As we've been talking about being generous, that some of y'all are going to all of a sudden go, wait a minute. I'm made in the image of a God who gave. I need to be generous. And not only in my financial giving, but in my giving of compliments, my giving of thanks, my giving of appreciation, my beginning of gratitude for everything that I have in my life. I'm going to be a grateful person. And when we become a grateful congregation, we can become a grateful church. We could be more of a blessing to San Diego and beyond. Did you all get that connection? And so my prayer is that God is going to open up the windows of heaven. And now we're taking a financial uh, offering today. That God is going to open up the windows of heaven. But we're going to see that your money and your giving is a metaphor of your relationship with Christ. And so what I would like you to do is say, turn to someone next to you. And you can do one of two things. You can just simply say, hi, how you doing? Welcome to church. Or you can say, hi, how you doing? Welcome to church. And God is going to do something new in your life. Today is the beginning of something amazing in your life. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay, go ahead and do that. You got a minute. Go ahead and do that. Okay, say Jesus. Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. Come on, let's lift your Bibles up. Let's lift your Bibles up. If you got your Bible on the count of three, say word. 
I'm just going to give up on the three thing. I, I, I just, I surrender. I surrender. Just say word. Just say it. I give up. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> turn, to, turn to Mark chapter, Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. We're going to have some fun today. Say Jesus. Jesus. The old is gone and the new has come. God's going to do something in your life. He's going to do something in this church. And my prayer is that over the last three weeks, this is our fourth week in this series called Thanks and Giving, that God has been challenging you in your generosity of, as I said, your time, your talent, your treasure. Um, a papaya, how many of y'all eat papaya? Right? Say amen if you eat your papaya, right? I'm, I, I don't, I'm sure it tastes good. We got one right here. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not a frequent papaya eater, but... Uh, a papaya, one papaya has about 500 seeds in it. I'm going to do some math. I'm going to put some math on the screen. has about 500, that's half a papaya. One papaya has about 500 seeds. Can we give me the graphic? And then one seed can equal one plant, and one plant will have 10 papayas, give or take. And then 10 papayas will have 5,000 seeds. Are you all following what I'm saying? So from one seed comes one plant. And that one plant has 500 seeds. And that one plant can grow a tree with 10 papayas, give or take. And those 10 papayas have 5,000 seeds. If you take those 5,000 seeds to plant 5,000 plants, 5,000 plants each with 500. That's 50,000 papayas, and 50,000 papayas will have 25 million seeds. Are y'all following me? If you take 25 million seeds to make 25 million plants, and those 25 million plants have 250 million papayas. 250 million papayas have 125 billion seeds. Are y'all following what I'm saying? This is, this is not funny math. This is just basic Multiplication. I know a lot of people don't like math, but this is really basic math. So check this out. So here's one papaya that came from one seed. If you open up this papaya, oh, look at all these seeds. I think some of them dumped out. If you take one of these seeds, I'm going to be careful with this knife. I'm going to put it in my hand and see if you can see it. Can you all see that seed? That seed can produce in three or four plantings 125 billion seeds that can plant 125 billion plants. Um, that seed is a metaphor. A metaphor is a symbol or phrase or, or term that is a figure of speech that is a symbol for something else. The seed is a metaphor for the exponential potential of your giving. That little seed is a metaphor, a symbol of the exponential potential of your giving, but your giving, this is the most important part, because it's not about the seed, it's about the act of planting the seed. Your giving is a metaphor for your trust in the God to multiply the potential of your giving. In other words, what you're going to give today, that financial gift is the seed, and it's a metaphor for the potential exponential growth that God can produce with that gift. But your actual giving of the gift is a metaphor for your trust in God to take that gift and do something with it. Same metaphor you know what I'm talking about. 
So there's two metaphors here, not only the seed itself, but your actual trust in God to take that seed and do something with it that is, can go beyond whatever you can ask or imagine and to give you dividends not only on this earth, not only to see people saved, fed, encouraged, <laughs> equipped on this earth, but have kingdom benefits and investments in heaven where moth and rust cannot steal and destroy. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Amen. So we're going we're gonna to look at that as we go to, uh, um, as we go towards our offering. I want you to be thinking about what God is going to do in your life. The Bible says our giving is a symbol, symbolic of where our hearts are. Matthew 6.21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Let's turn to Mark chapter 8. I want to read this story to you. Mark chapter, I mean Mark chapter 6. In this story to you. And we've been looking at it over the last several weeks, thanks to giving, how when you give and you are generously thankful, God brings health to every area of your life. The, <laughs> psychology today, not even the Bible, psychology today says people who are grateful for what they have, have less stress in their life, they have better relationships in their life, they sleep better, they are more healthy. How many of you would love to have a better night's sleep than you have right now? And guess what? Your mattress is not going to do it. You can go, they can tell you if you come and get a mattress, you're going to sleep better. But if you have stress in your head, I don't care if you're sleeping on a cloud, you ain't going to sleep. This is what's going to make you sleep. Peace in your heart. You can have a bunch of nice things, but if you do not have peace with your, the person that's close to you, you're not going to have peace in your life. And if you're thankful to the people in your life, even the people who you don't get along with, if you are thankful for something about them, even the opportunity that they give you to be patient. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Lord, I don't, this person drives me crazy, but I thank you that you are using them to teach me patience. I have an opportunity to be gracious. I have an opportunity to forgive. Yes, that is, a, as a matter of fact, the Bible says, count all joy when you encounter various trials for the knowing and the testing of patience will produce patience and patience will have its perfect work. Well, guess what? Some of those trials are people. So, Lord, thank you for this person. But can you teach me my lesson so we can move on? So the more thankful you are of people, the more thankful you are of God, the more healthy your relationship is going to be with God, the more blessed your relationship with God, the more thankful you are with people, the more blessed your relationship is going to be, the more thankful you are. If you woke up every day and, and wrote down a list of ten things you were thankful for, you will have a better day than you will if you don't. If you, when you go to sleep, right before you go to sleep, if you say, God, here are all the things I'm thankful for, you will have a better sleep than if you went to bed saying, I can't stand this, I can't stand this, I can't stand this, and you're going to do this all night. Like the munchkins on the Wizard of Oz that came out. You're going to do that all night long instead of saying, Lord, thank you that tonight I'm going to have a great sleep and tomorrow is going to be a better day and, I, and, and, and my life is in your hand and no matter what happened today, I trust you. You will sleep better. So being thankful has psychological, physical, relational, spiritual, and financial benefits when you are thankful with your giving as acknowledging God as the giver of what you have, then God knows he can trust you. People who have the gift of giving have the gift of getting. What does that mean? Is that people who say, Lord, it's not mine, God says, I can trust you, now I can give you more. I had a guy once say, he said, well, I, you know, if I, if I became a millionaire, I would be greedy. He says, no, the reason you're not a millionaire because you are greedy. <laughs> Money doesn't make you something, it just, makes, it just empowers you to be what you already are. But you can decide to be not greedy, you can decide to be not stingy, you can decide to be generous and kind. 
and forgive. Right now, you could decide, you know what, there's someone in my life I have an issue with. I'm going to decide to forgive them. That's a decision. Don't let your feelings hijack your decisions. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to forgive them. Okay, amen. Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6. Um, Jesus spent three years with his disciples. And for those three years, he was preparing them for him to leave. He healed the blind, healed the mute, healed the deaf, raised the dead. And as he was doing these miracles, he was teaching them kingdom principles. Not only about how to live on this earth and how to relate to people, but he was teaching them about kingdom power. And how God operates through us to establish his kingdom on this earth. And in this story, there are going to be 5,000 men and their families. And they're going to be hungry. They're going to have just heard Jesus speak to them and they're going to be hungry. And the disciples are going to say, listen, uh, Jesus is going to say, hey, these people are hungry. We've got to send them home. And Jesus is going to teach them a lesson about planting a seed. He's going to teach them a lesson about the power of what you have in your hand. Once you give what you have in your hand, how it is multiplied. And as we prepare for our offering, we got to think about what, I, what, what do I have in my hand. It may not seem like a lot to me, but when God has it, he multiplies it. That God can take your faith, your gift, your, your, your time, your talent, your treasure, and multiply the impact because God's resources are more than our resources. Can I get an amen? And so as we look at this story, we're going to look at, the, look at how our actual act of investing in the kingdom is a metaphor for our faith in God. And how our withholding of investing in the kingdom is a metaphor for our lack of faith in God. And that those two things can never be separated. Let's read. Chapter, Matthew chapter 6, verse 36. It says, after they are uh, listening to Jesus talking and he says that they're, they're hungry. And in verse 36 it says, send them away that they may go into the surrounding countries and villages and buy themselves bread. For they have nothing to eat. And Jesus answered and said, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? And he said, go and see. And they had a little boy, he was riding by on his bike. He had just come from 7-Eleven. He had two, some fish and some, some bread. And they said, here's a little boy here. And this is in John, it talks about this little boy. His little boy has some five uh, um, loaves and two fish. So he commanded them all to sit down on green grass, and they sat in ranks in hundreds and fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up and blessed them. Everyone say, bless them. Say, bless them. Do you know that when you give to God, whether it be your money or your time or your heart or your life or your problems, every day you should go to God and say, God, here's my problems. Here are my dreams. Here's my pain. Every day. Every day my encouragement to you is that in the morning before you start your day, not at the end of the day before you go to bed only, but before you start your day, say, God, here's my day and here's all the worries that I think I have. Here's all, I'm having meetings, I'm having issues. I surrender it to you. Can you bless it? Don't try to do it yourself. Here, God, bless it. So it says, he says he took the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed it and broke the loaves and gave to them to his disciples and set before, to set before the people. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled. And they took 12 baskets full of fragments and two fish. And those who had eaten 
were about 5,000 men and then their families. So here's the situation. There's 5,000 men and their families. So there's thousands of people. Jesus is ministering to them. I want you to just imagine this. Jesus ministers to them and they're all hungry. And the disciples say, Jesus, the people have a need. We need to send them away so someone else can fulfill their need. And Jesus says, whoa, why don't we fulfill their need? You know, often when there's a need in the community, people look to put that responsibility on somebody else. Let somebody else do that. And as the church, God says, I have sent the church to bring hope to the world. We are here to preach the gospel, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, minister to the sick. Can I get amen? So don't look to the world's problem and say they need to take care of it. Then one response is let someone else take care of it. Those are the people saying it's not on me. The other response is, Lord, how can you help me? How can you use me to minister to those needs? As we do Toys for Joy, there are people who are going to get food, their food that they wouldn't have that day. I can't tell you how many times in Toys for Joy, when we do our Toys for Joy event, uh, our Christmas event, that parents will come up to me crying, saying, thank you for having this event because I have food for my kids. That is us doing this. Not sending a people away hungry. Or little kids who come to Toys for Joy and you know what all they want is clothes for school. They don't want a toy. I mean, they take the toy. But they're in the clothing store going, where can I get some clothes? Because I'm tired of going to school every day and having my friends make fun of me. Y'all remember when you were in fifth, sixth, third, fourth grade? Can you imagine coming with the same clothes? How do you explain that? And so that's us saying, Lord, we're not going to look at the need of the world and say, let someone else do it. Can I get amen? Then we're going to say, what can we do? And then they say, then, they, then the disciples say, well, we don't have enough money. It would take six to eight months of salary to buy food for all these people. And Jesus says, I don't need a whole lot of money. If you just give me what you have, I'll multiply it. Ooh, this is good. Come on now. <laughs> oh, come on. You, know, you, ain't, you ain't hearing me now. I'm going to go back to my, my papaya. Come on, papaya. Come on, papaya. So everyone say papaya. He said, look at here, look at, look at here. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. That's Hebrew for the, check this out. Right here. He said, that's in the Hebrew, original language of the Bible. See that, see? He said, if you just give me what you, give me what I asked you to give me. That's all I need. There's a principle in that seed, in this seed. By the way, I always have this thing called seed technology. There is information in this seed right here. In every seed, there is information, information. And information in this seed is able to make a plant to take dirt and convert dirt and water into a plant that will grow a, a fruit or vegetable that has a seed in it to make, to do the whole cycle again. That's information in that seed. Where did it come from? God. God gave potential to the seed that's way beyond this little thing that you're looking at right here. And he says, so, so when you look at, when you look at, well, what I have, what I have to give, is, how's it going to make a big difference? He says, it's not, it's not about that. I want you to trust me with it. Because I multiply stuff. I fix stuff. I do miracles. And so he says to the disciples, disciples, tell me what you have. They say, well, we have uh, uh, two, two fish and five loaves. And yet, guess what the loaves were like? They were, they were uh, called barley loaves. They were the poorest. They were the bread, the flat bread of the poorest of the poor people. And the two fish were salted, dried fish like sardines. Just imagine. Just imagine two little flat rolls of bread and some, a couple of sardines. And there's thousands of people. And they're like, geez, I don't know how you're going to feed them with this. I'm God, homie. I created the heavens and the earth from nothing. 
from nothing. I just need you to, here's what he told him, have them sit down in ranks, in groups. <laughs> Prepare them for what we're getting ready to do. Oh, by the way, this, this little pamphlet that, that we're going to look at in a, little, in a little while, this is the preparation. Toys for joy. 20,000 people. Toys, food, clothes. Homeless and, 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 and incarceration are growing in, in San Diego. $25, we could provide 150 balanced meals, $25 a month. Serving our city, painting schools, police stations, global evangelism. We're getting 1,000 people saved a day at 50 cents online. He says, I want you to set the people in groups of 50s and 100s. Okay, we did that. Here we go. Who's going to give a seed? Who's going to give a seed that God can, that we can lift up to heaven, that we're going to do here in a few minutes, lift up to heaven and say, God, multiply it. That what you give, God's going to multiply in the spiritual realm a hundredfold, and even more times than you can ask or imagine. And so he says, I want you to have him sit down. And so if I'm a disciple, I'm like looking at this going, okay, oh, y'all sit over there, y'all sit over there, y'all sit over there. And I wasn't there, obviously, but I can't imagine the disciples, because sometimes they didn't get what Jesus was doing. They didn't believe him. And, and, and I don't know if they were saying, this is going to be awesome. Or they were going, oh, I don't know, what's he, what is this, what are we wasting our time for? We just have a few fish and a few loaves. How is he going to do this? Sit down, what are we doing? I don't know, he's got something cooked up. Or were they saying, this is going to be awesome. Y'all need to know, we're talking about Jesus now. So just sit down, something's going to happen. We've seen him do stuff like this before. So just be, be easy. And they're just sitting down in 50s and 100s and, and the disciples saying, I don't know what he is going to do, but it's got to be awesome. I got to, I'm hoping that's what their perspective is. I hope that's what your perspective is. That God's going to do something awesome in whatever you do. Now I know a lot of y'all are from this church, right? Can I get an amen if you're from this church? And guess what? Here, here's my prayers that 100% of y'all say, well, this is my church. I'm, I got to be part of the solution. There's some of you here, are visitors, don't feel obligated to give. If God puts it on your heart, please all by all means. But the rest of us, this is, this is our house. This is God saying to us, there's a need. And I, I, I've given you resources, to, I've entrusted you resources to, to bless them. Same man if you know what I'm talking about. So the disciples are sitting there going, Jesus is going, give me the fish, give me the loaves. He's over here going boom, 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 boom. And the disciples are organizing the people, whether they're grumbling or not, I don't know. But they already said they don't have enough food and they already said they don't have enough money. So I got to believe they're still skeptical going, I don't know, I don't know how he's going to do this. <laughs> That's how it is. We, you never know how God's going to do it because he does his way. So let's look at our notes. Three things in our notes about our trust. Number one. Our giving is symbolic or a metaphor of your trust in the faithfulness of God. Our giving of this seed is symbolic or a metaphor of the faithfulness of God. Matthew chapter 6. I'm just going to read this. 31 34. It says, therefore do not worry. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after... All these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all things. But seek ye first. Everyone say first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Often when we get paid we think, okay, I got to take care of all my needs first. 
And then whatever I got left over, we're going to give to God. Next week I'm going to talk about, I'm going to end this series, and I'm going to talk about the principle of first, that God will not be second in your life. I'll just give you a little hint. You were married, and you said to your spouse, to be, I'm, you're going to be my spouse, but I'm going to have another spouse, and you're going to be second. <laughs> that marriage ain't happening. Can I get amen? I mean, if it does, there's something wrong with you, but that's on you. <laughs> but that's not happening. Not only do I want to be first in your life, I want to be the only one in your life. Is that fair? God says, I don't want to be second. And so when we give to God, one of the reasons we, when we give to God, it is a symbol of our faithfulness, trusting God's faithfulness to take care of us. Because if we do not trust his faithfulness, we will hold back and take care of ourselves. And so giving to God is saying, Lord, I trust you. Matter of fact, not only do I trust you to, to take care of me, I trust that you are going to provide even over and above. Because we'll see that in a minute. As we see how many baskets of leftovers they took up. They took over up baskets, which is hundreds of times more after they gave than what they gave. We'll get to that in a minute. Number two in your notes, giving is symbolic of your trust in the multiplying power of God. We just talked about this little tiny seed has multiplying power. At, at first sight, you look at it, what is that little, that little, what is that? You just squash that. An ant can eat that. That's nothing. But God says, you have no idea the multiplying power. In that little seed in three or four generations is 125 billion more. Do you believe that God will multiply, this is very important, multiply the blessings on your life by what you surrender to him? That if you have a relationship and you say, God, I surrender this relationship to you. If someone asked me the other day, how do you, my wife and I have been married 34 years, how do you guys stay married for 34 years? This girl was 27. She has a boyfriend and they keep going back. Are they going to get married? She says, well, how do you all do it? Because she's known us for 10 years or so. And I said, look, I just do everything she said. <laughs> That's not really true. <laughs> well, the, the real secret is that we obviously worship God and we put God first. But practically it comes to serving one another. But that comes from us saying, God, we want you to direct our relationship. We want you to bless our relationship. Having a blessed marriage until the day you die is a rarity. But you can have that. Having blessed finances where you can enjoy and give away and enjoy giving. By the way, how many of y'all would love to, you love to give? Raise your hand if you love to give. And, and have the ability to give as much as you want. How does that happen? By you saying, God, I'm going to trust you with it. I'm going to do it your way and watch you multiply. Look what it says in Luke chapter 6 verse 38. It says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over and put in your bosom. For the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Our giving is symbolic of how much we believe that. I was taking out the garbage. One of my jobs is to take out the garbage. And actually I love taking out the garbage. Now y'all love taking out the garbage. I, what I even love more is seeing the garbage truck come and empty it in his thing. 
I know it's weird, but I could be in a meeting like I do teleconference, and I'm in a meeting, I'm saying, hold up, hold up. And I have to pause the meeting to go to the window just so I, and like, we, I, got, I got the garbage trucks here. And I got to watch the garbage truck, bam, and then it's empty, clean, new start. I just like that. I don't care if you think it's weird. I like it. It's on me. <laughs> Is anybody with me on that, by the way? Okay, oh, okay, okay. Come on now, come on now. I ain't the only one. I ain't the only one. It's just cleansing, right? It's cleansing. But when, I, when my wife would say, take out the garbage, I'm like, it's not full yet. It's like three quarters full. She said, it's three quarters full. I said, no, it ain't. And then I'll go like this. <laughs> it's a half full. You know what God says? <laughs> this is cool. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken. Running over. We put in your bosom. Do you believe that? And the only way you prove you believe what the Bible says is by doing what the Bible says to do. And lastly, giving is a symbolic of your trust in the overflow provision of God. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in your house. This Malachi is a book, or Malachi is the book right before Matthew, the last book of the Old Testament. Chapter 3 verse 10. It says, bring all the tithes into the house. The tithe is the tenth part. Uh, a tithe, if you make $1,000, a tithe is $100, one-tenth. Uh, if you have a problem with math, just move the decimal over one to the left. If you have a problem with math, you might not even know what a decimal is. So let me back up. <laughs> a tithe is whatever you make, 10%, God says that belongs to me. If you give that to me, I'll bless the rest. Is it a law? Do you have to do it? Nope. You do not have to do it. Do you have to do it to get the blessing that God promises that comes with it? Yes. <laughs> it's a blessing that comes with it. Do you have to pray? Nope. Is there a blessing that comes with prayer? Yes. Can I get the blessing that associated with prayer without praying? Nope. <laughs> do I have to love my wife and serve my wife? Nope. Is there a blessing with loving my wife and serving my wife? Yep. Can I get the blessing associated with loving my wife and serving my wife without loving my wife and serving my life? Nope. It's just, it's, it's not complicated. And so he says here, he says, listen, bring the tithe into the house, his house, his church, that there may be food in my house. And then he says, the only time in the Bible says test me, test me in this, says the Lord. This is God saying, I want you to test me. I'm a numbers person. I like um, numbers, as I've said many times, and numbers is the only way you can measure something for real. If anytime there's something truly measured, there's a number involved. You know God loves you by the fact that he gave us one and only son. A number. Uh, you know God loves, as a matter of fact, as a metaphor, Jesus says there's a guy who had 100 sheep and he left 99 to go after the one. Numbers. 199 and one. Illustrate. Numbers. It's all throughout the Bible. God says, test me. You know what you make. If you're not a tither, this may be the beginning, the, your genesis of you saying, I'm going to be a faithful tither, which is biblical. I've been tithing since I got saved in 1984, and God honored it, and then, and then some, offering over and above that. That God would not bless you, and you can say, God, I, am, I, I have a pen, and I'm going to look at my checkbook, and I'm gonna or my accounting, however you use your, 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 or your computer, I'm going to look at my finances, and I'm going to watch to see if you're faithful to this verse. He said, listen, you, 
test me. Check it out. And he says, test me if I will not open the windows of heaven. Everyone say windows of heaven. No. God, open up the windows of heaven. How many of y'all want the windows of heaven open in your life? I'm telling you what the Bible says, how God's going to do that in your life. If, you, if I would not open the windows of heaven and pour out a, such a blessing that there would not be enough to receive it. Now, I want you to ask yourself a question. What would it take for God to give you more than you can receive? You know what that, that, how much that is? I don't know what that is because it's associated with a changed heart. Some people think, I need $10 million to be happy. God says, no, you don't. You just need a new heart. I can give you a new heart and give you 20 million. And that new heart give away 19. Or I can give you 200,000 and you'll be more happy. Why? Because it's not about the money, it's about the heart. And you will get more blessing in the giving and the receiving and the giving and being a con do it of resources versus a cul-de-sac of resources <laughs> where God could say, I'm using you in the kingdom of God that you are fulfilled not in your possession but in your transfer and you enjoying the process and the transformation of life that these people's lives are attached to how I'm using you in the kingdom. And it's not only your money, it's your compliments. It's your speaking life. We spoke life at the beginning of the service. Can you imagine going to work tomorrow and being a conduit for life to people? That you would go to, go to work tomorrow, school tomorrow and say, Lord, put your word on my tongue and show me who you want me to bless. Whenever I talk to non-Christian people, they'll tell me about something going on in their life and they'll say, can you pray for me? I'll say, yeah, I'm going to pray for you right now. And they're like, whoa, 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 yeah, right now. Close your eyes and before they can say anything, we're bound, we're bound, blah, 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 blah. And the next thing you know, they're like, whoa. That you could be used for that. So here's what we're going to do. We haven't taken an offering yet if you haven't noticed. I want you to take out this pamphlet and all the campuses. Check out this pamphlet. And I want you to take just open it up like this and rip off this panel here. And I'm going to ask you for your patience during these next uh, 10 minutes or so. I'm going to ask you for your patience so we don't, we can make sure we collect all these because we're going to do the offering here in a minute and pass the buckets and I want to ask that you don't get up and leave and, and walk around because we don't want to get this too confusing and lose stuff. Um, for four weeks we've been talking about this offering. Tithes go to the day-to-day -day operation. However, not only do not, an, not only do a small percentage of people tithe, which we want to increase because that's just the first step of generosity. It is the beginning of that something that we all should do to receive the adequate blessing. Offerings are over and above that. To do extra projects that ties don't cover and that are not a part of the day-to-day -day operation. Extra projects like getting a building in San Ysidro, Toys for Joy, fixing up police stations and doing uh, benevolence in the city, which could never, we could never do all of that. So we had to pray about which ones and certain people are drawn to certain things to give to certain things over and above ties. So, my prayer is that, number one, for all of you who say this is your church, in the least you would say, if I don't tithe, I'm going to start there. 
and I'm going to test God that God would bless me. And I, my challenge to you is that you would tithe for three months. And watch what God does in your life. This is God daring you to call him out. <laughs> and if he doesn't prove himself faithful, then he's not faithful. That's how confident, not only am I in the word, but God's in his word. But you have to pay attention to what he does. Not only in your finances, in your own heart. So my challenge is that if you go here and you don't tithe, that this is a chance for you to say, you know what, I'm going to start there. Fabulous. For real. Fabulous. But if you are a tither, say, okay, God, have you, and we've been talking about this four weeks, is there something over and above that you would like to make it? My, my wife and I, we tithe and then some every year. And we made our biggest investment in the kingdom here this year than we ever have. So we're, and we've already done it. So we're already ahead and we're not asking you to do anything we haven't done. And so I want you to take this out and I ho hope you prayed about it. Uh, in this pamphlet, there's information about evangelism locally. There's information about global evangelism, missionaries around the world, online evangelism. People get saved uh, every day online. San Isidro campus, serving our city, homeless, incarcerated, toys for joy, etc. But I want you to look on the back of this pamphlet, and in a minute we're going to fill this out, that you would say, here's my monthly commitment that I feel I'm going to make just for the next year. Or a one-time gift, gift that you can put in the offering right now, or you can go to, if you're online, sdrock.com, all in, you can do it online, or you could text um, all in to 52525, or you can put it on your credit card. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a couple minutes in all the campuses to fill this out, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put mine in, in the offering bucket, and then we're going to take the offering that we usually do in the beginning of the service, at the end of the service. My request to you is that you would be patient with us, that you would prayerfully consider what you are going to do. And let us take the offering, get the offering into the, out of the sanctuary and all the campuses, and we're going to worship together to celebrate what God has done. Can, we get, can I get amen on that process? Amen, because this is very important. And, and, and we want to offer, I'm going to offer it to God, the process and the prayer, then I'm going to pray at the end. But let me just pray right now for all the campuses. This is not an out. This is not, uh, I just want to pray for this process. I know some of y'all are going, hmm, I pray that you're challenged. And I pray you take God and his word, that there's a seed in your hand. And the only way you're going to know how powerful that seed is, is if you trust it into God's hand. You're not trusting into my hand. You're trusting into God's hand. God will deal with me. Lord, I pray for this process as people fill out these cards. We pray for a miracle in their hearts. That people who never tithe and never trusted you with their finances, that they would take a 90-day challenge and say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Be faithful for 90 days and see what God does in my life. There's some people in here who give, and they may not tithe. They may just give a little bit regularly, but it's not really a tithe. That they may start tithing. And then there are people who say, you know, I'm going to give over and above. I haven't, I just sold something. I have a chunk of money. I don't know what to do with it. I'm going to trust God with the vision of this church. And I'm going to watch what God does in our life as a church and in my life as an individual. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a couple minutes and fill this out. Hopefully you've been praying about it. I'm going to fill mine out, and then we'll collect and sing.
Everybody has theirs? Can I get amen? Amen. If you also have your envelope and whatever offering you were going to give anyway today, if you could hold that up. Let's hold it up. Let me see that. Come on now. Come on now. And all the campuses, all the campuses. Lord, I pray for all those hands and those families. I pray for all those steps of faith. I pray for all those seeds. I pray for the multiplication potential of all those seeds. That you would multiply it far beyond what we could ever ask or imagine. I pray for hearts that are being transformed and challenged. I pray for generous hearts, not only in financial giving, but giving of compliment, grace, forgiveness, patience towards others. Because we cannot disconnect our giving from our heart. We cannot disconnect our heart from every area of our life. Especially our trust in you. And Lord, we pray for the people who are sitting in 50s and 100s in ranks waiting for that bread to be passed. All the people that you are going to minister to with this money. The souls that are going to be saved. The people, the babies that are going to be fed. The people that are going to be clothed. The prisoners that are going to be visited. The people around the world that are going to hear the gospel and get saved. Lord, by faith, we know it's going to be way beyond we could ask or imagine. And we also know by faith that what we collect and the benefits that go back to the people. Spiritual, relational, opportunity, intimacy with the Father. Is going to be way more than what we give. That as the disciples gave those fish and bread that they got back 12 baskets left over to bless more people. That as they gave, they received more back to give again. Lord, I pray we trust that that's how you work. And I pray for the people who are going to become tithers today, that you bless them a hundredfold. Blow their mind even before they get home. And, they, and, and so much so they say that camp is just a coincidence. And then you do it again and again and again. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, as we usually take offering, if you can just wait for the bucket to go by before you stand and sing. We're not ready to leave. We want to get all the buckets out. And then we're going to sing together as we uh, worship and celebrate what we've done. Can I get amen?
a couple minutes. Um, there may be somebody here, you say, you know what, I need to give my heart to God. I need to give my heart to God. If your heart's not to God, nothing else matters. And I, I, I'm taking the lead of you two people right here. I'm taking the lead of you two people right here. That as we're singing this song again, we're going to sing this song again. I just want you to come out of your seat because I'm not here. I just want, you say, I'm not here for the people. I'm here for God. Amen. So if you say, you know, I, I, need, to give, I need to give my burden to God. I need to give my heart. I need to give, I, 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 I got attitude. I got bitterness. It don't matter. I don't, it don't matter. I just, want, I just want, I want prayer. I just want you, as we sing this chorus again, to come down to the front and we want to pray for you. Amen. So let's sing that again. Just come out of your seat. Come on down. The sun sets free. There's freedom in this house. His freedom. 